0: Witches and mortals seldom do mix, but when mixed marriage is on the cards, insanity pursues with the classic 60s sitcom, Bewitched, with your co-hosts, Vicki Ray, Rod Labby, and Keith Chowder. Witches have never been so exposed before. Hello, welcome to the License Podcast. And it's Bewitched Week, where we'll be discussing Season One, Episodes Thirty-Three to Thirty-Six, and it's the end of Season One of Bewitched that we'll be covering. And before we get started, let's find out who's with us. We got Jesse. Hello, Jesse Fultz. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: <laughs> We're good My too, Jesse. Jess- you sound like you're getting shy on the microphone. You haven't been with us long enough. You've been ditching. <laughs> I know us it's all been a while. <laughs> you're ditching us for higher education I know but
2: <laughs> yeah over the summer over the summer I'll be able to do the more I'm so sad because now like I see the the dark shadows episodes passing by I'm like oh now we're getting into territory I won't even know what to talk about
1: <laughs> yeah you will you can come up to snuff
0: <laughs> and of course I have Vicky Ray hello Vicki
1: hey everybody
0: and myself, Keith Shoggle, and let's find out what we've been up to since last time we spoke. Well, we spoke to Vicky last week, so Vicky, what have you been up to this week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, not, not a whole lot. We went to the, the drag races and stuff, and no, we're talking cars, Keith. They opened when, a drag strip down the uh, street, it's fun, 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 where you get to throw beer cans at people again. And other than that, I started watching that, uh, oh, what was that series you got me in, The Colony on Netflix? I'm almost to the end of season two in four days because I can't stop watching it. I hate it when you do that to me because it really is good. I go, oh, my God, it's that wench from Rick's wench from The Walking Dead. And I have a hard time watching her most of the time. But she's doing the same shit. In this no,
0: movie.
1: she's doing the I same do shit. On this. She's
2: very and annoying.
1: She, she's doing the same thing in this series she did to Rick in the last series. She's just the same. Oh, geez. She has not changed her. She's not even a ever.
2: Yeah, she's not really a good actress to be, and I hate to say that, but I just, she's not very compelling to me. She's, she's like a soap very opera actress She's compelling,
1: me. and she exudes slut. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> I love her. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> There's all the Me Too people are going to get me now. But um, yeah, I'm I really <laughs> enjoying that. Keith told me about it, and uh, I've been watching it. It's pretty good. Mm. And I started watching Hauntings Across America. That's pretty good, too. You, Jesse, you probably like that one.
0: We're- yeah where's that actually, I was just yeah about to ask. they got
1: this they got this new um this one scared the shit out of me. I'm glad it's subtitled, but they got hauntings from like Spanish countries. It's already bad enough when you see like demonic things that people catch or want to kill, kill you or everything, but it's worse in Spanish or another language. It just is but anyway, what about you guys? <laughs> I you, Jesse.
2: Well, uh, I've really just been doing school and getting the itch to like go ghost hunting over the summer. That's what I want to do, and I want to like do something outside because doing school, I'm like inside all the time with like fluorescent light bulbs because there's like one window in the entire apartment.
1: That would get um.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like always dark. I feel like a, a literal vampire. Um living in the dark all the time and then when i go outside it's like wow i haven't done this in a long time <laughs> um but yeah i've been i've been watching like yeah the sun exactly i'm like super pale and I, I was just in the car the other day with my arm in the like reflection of sunlight and i got burned on that one arm it was so ridiculous <laughs> That's
1: um and i did really i did do um
2: a cemetery expo
1: what
2: yeah yeah what is? I, it? <laughs> I was doing a cemetery, I was doing a cemetery expo where oh, you elaborate. learn that sounds how cool. to um, fix up like the yeah you t- you take the gravestones and if they're you know having like mold or different uh the fungus right, the growing and you just clean it up yeah and then you fix the um if it's tilted you just kind of you know unearth it and then fix it and then read you That's know cool, do whatever That's you have to do stuff. yeah uh so that was. That was something I did uh, a few weeks ago, I think. Um, it, I think that was in Massachusetts. Oh, and
1: they got some cool cemeteries there.
2: The actual expo. and I think the next day. Yeah, they really do. And there's like really old, old gravestones. Around here, there's also really old um, gravestones. And they have like a woman, a free woman of color from the early it was I don't know I think somewhere between the 1700s or 1800s or something I don't remember that the year of that one but they do have ones from like 1795 which I thought was cool and yeah. just looking at the markings in the style of the I think they call that style like a soul effigy like the style of carving they have like an angel in a certain style with like it's really macabre and spooky the way that a they lot have of the it is on the you can always tell the children are or the babies yeah, it,
1: the little lamb statue, this exactly. Stone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's it's really sad that there were so many kid deaths. So like baby many. deaths t- back then. I can't imagine. They didn't
1: really have vaccinations or whatnot back then, I guess. So but they had everything. That's Typhus, and cholera, I need, and-
2: Oh, I know. I wanna farm like my own Scooby Doo trio where I go. Like ghost hunting with people so I'm, I want to do that oh really cool bad. <laughs> I wish you were down
1: here I'm trying to get people I have been ghost hunting in like eons and I used to love doing it now no just, I just want to do it for fun instead of all that other notoriety crap but it's a lot of fun it really is
0: exactly yeah
2: did
1: you get anything good anything scary? anything
2: bite you in the ass <laughs> No, not yet. I, I've heard that cemeteries are actually the least haunted places because that's where souls go to rest, and they're out haunting other yeah. places. <laughs> so, they I don't really think are. If I was, I, would, the place I to wouldn't want to hang out in a cemetery. I
1: mean, that's just going to remind me that I'm dead. So I'm probably going to no. go fuck with other people. You know, that would be me.
2: Yeah, they go where they feel the strongest um, attachment to. So when they died, they'll usually go back to. The place that they had a strong connection with, so yeah, I agree that's
0: that. what I heard.
1: <laughs> that's what they do. Mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Keith? Um, I actually haven't been up too much. I started watching Castlevania the last season on Netflix, which I'm enjoying.
2: Ooh, is that and, good?
0: Yeah, like it. a series, um, which is quite good, quite bloody and gory as well, and violent, which is always a plus for me.
1: Castlevania.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah,
0: it's God. on Netflix. There's it's an quite anime good. A vampire? Yeah, vampire and evils walk the earth and they're gouging their eyes out sure. and cutting their heads off and oh, stuff. Oh so. cool. So that's quite good. And then um besides that, not a lot. Um Putting some, getting you know, season five together and sorting out what special episodes we'll do and stuff like that, which so is hard to that. figure out. Yeah, well, I got um, well, I got you know, I'm writing up all the stuff for the website at the moment, and I'll and I'll hopefully get the website up in the next month or two, depending on how things are going here. But yeah, so just sorting that out and getting interviews sorted out for next season and all that sort of stuff, and that's about it really. And nine to five, Monday through Friday, crap at work. That's about it really. and um yeah and the game that i got coming out back to the 12th of october so i keep telling tyler about that um it's got over 1.6 million pre-sales now
1: is that's fantastic
0: so it looks like it's going to be a big one and they're also talking about a bunch of awards going i mean i i won't be up for any awards but um the company will be but um i just wrote dialogue it's not my story it's not my right it's not my idea they i just get commissioned to write dialogue for stuff so and um i'm just now um writing dialogue for three more computer games which is being i've uh, been commissioned to do so I'm just doing that now which will be out in 2024 and 2025. Whoa. oh my god we're really <laughs> looking ahead aren't we precisely
1: hopefully um, we'll all still be here
0: in yeah. our chairs
1: talking to each Hello. other across the pond
0: And one good thing, we should be done with Dark Shadows by that time. So, yay. Yeah,
1: I know. How can anything you love so much become so (laughs) tedious?
0: Well, we'll be finished by the end of season five with Dark Shadows. That'll be it for it. So,
1: yeah, I'm finally getting into
0: the new doubling up episode.
1: I know I'm getting into the part where I don't remember. It's the uh, what do you call it? The Adam and Eve story where they're going to start making women, you know, because Adam's got the seven year itch like. Like Spock does in Star Trek,
2: <laughs> I feel like I feel like Rob Zombie would be all over that storyline for like one of his movies or something. Except they'd be like hot bombshell bikini women else. with like scars all over. I want him to start working on stuff. Like I, I was watching a bunch of interviews and I'm like, when is that interview going to happen? And they're like, I want to interview Rob Zombie <laughs> and Sherry Moon. I know uh, and
0: he's pushing it back and pushing it back, and I don't know. So. Uh, but- I do send out an email to him every two months. Oh yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. I okay. hope. I hope it's
2: because he's working on something. Because he's that'll, that'll be the movie. only reason. I'm like, oh, that's is he's he? Working on I something. hope so.
1: He was redoing some. doing something. I sent an email to, to Keith and Joe. Now I can't remember. what Oh,
2: the name it was. yeah. What well, was it? I heard about that in an interview. It was. I think it's a new horror film. Uh, it uh, is. That's but- like a remake of an older one. I just can't but remember. But I don't remember that. what it was. I watched it. Yeah. I heard about about it in an interview that I was watching last night. Yeah. Well,
0: nice. I, there's one thing we can be sure of. We know that Sherry Moon will be in it. She
1: will be. We know <laughs> Sherry will be
2: in it. She's she's good though. I, I mean I, I like the work that okay. she does.
1: I like her as the crazy uh, baby. I
2: just I was sick. Um oh yeah, uh, baby Firefly. Um I was sick the other day. <laughs> um, for like a couple days or a week, and I, I watched um, the on Tubi. They do have some of Rob Zombie's films, and I watched them um, after watching The Exorcist. <laughs> I don't know why I always watch horror. Which when Exorcist? Six, that I one's um, getting remade. And too. I found out that his films are actually really good.
1: They're do, oh it. no, yeah, well,
2: seriously, know. you can't remake that. CGI, There's no I point. Nobody's going to be able to make do that new, downstairs please.
1: crab walk. Any scarier than it already was. That's the only, that, that screwed me up so bad about that movie. was. When she oh, see, tears.
2: I watched the version on Amazon Prime and they don't have that scene in it. And oh my it was God, frustrating. Like, did, I, did I miss something? It's the director's cut you need to watch.
0: You need to watch the director's
1: cut.
2: I don't know why they took that out. They they should have that in the final because that's genuinely terrifying. Out. They actually lessened that's yeah, but true. I don't know but why. In, it's... W-
0: when the film first came out, what happened was is that people were passing out and everything, and that yeah. scene was considered too over the top for people of that time. It was too over
2: the right. top. I for heard about <laughs> that in the theaters; people were getting sick and you know leaving the theater, passing out, vomiting, like all of that good stuff. I
1: never felt there was, that was a line like it, that I thought it was been.
2: no. I, I mean, I probably I felt weird about it when I was a kid; like it scared me. But I didn't feel that way about it. Um, I was.
0: For those uh, there was like Catholic. an interesting line
2: of dialogue where, <laughs>
0: um,
2: the, my favorite line of dialogue that they that there is in there is when, uh, as the possessed Reagan is talking to the priest and he's asking, "Why don't you let yourself out of these straps?" And then the, the demon says, "That would be a vulgar display of power or something like yeah. that." And I thought that was really is that interesting. That where he said his
1: mother was. Think in there? about. Your mother's in here with us, Karis. So le- yeah. I like to leave a message, I'll see that she gets it.
0: <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Do yeah. me? Why do you do this, do this to me? me?
2: <laughs> that would be an interesting answering machine. They should have. Oh, my God. That is something. such a good idea.
1: I bet you uh, they got it on, like, phone apps. They always got somebody to answer your phone on phone apps, though.
0: So.
2: Yeah. Someone should look at that, yeah.
0: I mean, the best exercise this sequel that was ever done is the tv series that they did the i still seasons. have
1: not seen that i heard
0: about that with gina davis gina davis and sharon glass and um i still have not seen that excellent fantastic
2: i've seen i've seen parts of it years and years ago and i was just thinking about it after i watched the movie wondering like how far they went with the series and how popular it was because I, I don't. I don't feel like well, that the, would be the, as the popular. Heretic. As don't waste your life. Yeah. The, the,
1: the, don't waste your life on the heretic. That was awful.
0: The third. The third wasn't too bad. Nexus three.
1: Yeah, I like the third one. But but the,
0: the best sequel of all time for Nexus is that TV series. It's. I mean it. For, I mean I was watching it. And it was freaking me out. Really. Yeah, and nothing. It doesn't take a lot to freak me out. But I was just like, it was so unsettling. The whole thing. Very How well did that done. Come
1: out? Um,
0: 2018.
1: Really? Why have I not seen this?
0: So, I think they only did like two seasons of it. So,
1: oh, I'm gonna have to find it.
0: But it's very, very very interesting the way they put it all together and how it all connects up and everything like that. It's probably, I said there's a beats any of the films, hands down.
1: Really? Well, yeah, excellent. I'll try to find that.
0: Well, this brings us to Bewitch, Season 1, Episode 33, and the first episode is A Change of Face. And Dora decides to experiment with different looks to Darren's face while he is taking a nap. As Samantha begins to change him back, a horrified Darren sees the transformation they did to his face after he awakens. He becomes self-conscious about the way he looks. Samantha disguises herself as a sexy French sculpture played by Marilyn Hanold to help repair her husband's tattered ego. So, Vix, what are your thoughts of a change of face?
1: A change of face. I think it's for a change of pace. I think they were switching that out, weren't they? Um, I kind of feel like, definitely <laughs> I feel bad for uh, Darren and this because not only is I mean, he's actually caught Samantha mocking him, you know, because really they were they were playing tic-tac-toe with his face. You know, when you think about it, they're giving him this, I know giving him the mustache, <laughs> giving him the flat hair and the curly hair. I mean, just totally screwing with him while he was sitting there and, you know, taking a nap. It's sort of like, you know, college. Don't ever pass out, you know, somewhere because people will paint
2: you oh it was like yeah it was like a supernatural hazing (laughs) yeah it was it was
1: and you know you kind of felt bad for him and you know that he's going to well you know how remember he was upset about age and how she was always going to stay beautiful and he was going to get old and you know whatever and decrepit I guess but he he's kind of funny because he goes to that bar and starts talking to that guy who's played by Dick Wilson And I think I think I read this is where he makes his first of 18 appearances on Bewitched in this episode. And he's just that schmaltzy guy at the bar, you know, he's a bar fly. He doesn't really seem like he has anything going on in life other than to give bad advice and listen to Darren's woes, which is really funny. You know, he goes, my, he goes, my wife doesn't like my face, you know, and bartender, even goes, well, my wife tries to change my face and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just like where guys go. I just think it's, it's kind of funny because I could, I could see guys going to the bar. I've seen guys in bars complaining, you know, that they're not getting treated well at home or whatnot. But when she turns herself into Michelle, the sexy French woman, it's, why is it always the French women on Bewitched? Have we notice it's always French women? It must have been because Bridget then,
0: Bardot. You know, yeah, well, yeah, Bridget Bardot, and, Bardot
1: yeah. and because France was like the the trendy fashion center of the world. Well, they're
0: life. also doing those evocative films. I think weren't the French films that are coming over to America, and they're the first films that actually have nudity in them as well.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that but this is supposed either. to be a family show. They're not supposed to allude to any of that. But I mean, you did see when she she had the her her uh, showing more of yeah, her shoulders,
2: exactly.
1: and then she goes, "Well, that's probably a little too over the top." So she made the dress go up a little bit, which is mm-hmm. beautiful. It was a stunning dress on the actress for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought there was a lot of funny stuff going on in this. But I kind of felt bad for for Darren, poor Derwood. They're making well, especially because they left
0: him with like a adolf hitler kind of look
1: <laughs> i know well and then gladys of course comes to the door oh yeah that was a weird
0: choice. <laughs> gladys the jewish next door neighbor comes to the door and, is, uh, and greeted by darren in his new nazi look
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of wasn't like it samantha just like yeah. i didn't
1: think of that till. you just said you
2: you just feel like I feel as though Samantha just really likes the greasy kind of slick back look like from the 1920s. I think she's in the wrong era because it's like I think Endora was on a better path because she did like the curly hair, which actually didn't look bad on him. Um, it was much better. Than his oh my God, like, it was hideous. I'm just going to put a ton of product in and slick it back.
1: It, yeah, really bad. bad. And then her. Samantha
2: made it look worse than usual. So I'm like, what are you doing?
1: I know. Why was she making her <laughs> old man? Was she really playing with him when he knew he was helpless? Was she really enjoying herself doing this? You know.
0: Well, I also like the fact that Darren twigs that what Samantha's doing. And this is probably the first time we actually get him twiggy. so he's playing along at the bar when you know the um when the you know the French sculpture shows up.
1: shows up. Did he yeah. know at that moment?
0: Was yeah, there? he did because he played along with it. And then, and, you know, when she said that, and but then, and then she thinks that she's doing it again with the secretary at the end, doesn't he? It was like- Oh,
1: that's right. Because the secretary was starting to mess with the secretary. Yeah, he, no, she was-, I thought, it
0: was I thought it was my wife.
1: I oh, that's right. Wife. Yeah, that's right. She was a temp. I forgot. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I just, it just shows that, you know, the constructs of marriage, nothing is perfect. And let's face it, me and Scott make fun of each other all the time. <laughs> so it's just do. the way it
0: is. I do have to admit though, I think we've seen we've seen quite a bit of the back of Endora's head this time around. And I didn't realize how weird her hair basically is in the back. Oh, in the front it looks fantastic. Yeah, it's like she's got like a crown of like hair and then the back of it's just really flat, isn't it? So it's like, oh this is a bit odd. <laughs> it's well flat. I'm sure it was yeah, one of those weird. things. Like, it is weird. I know it's like the it-
1: dark shadows. So they had those those things that fit in their hair to make them look like they had more hair,
2: you know, back then. That's a lot of rollers or something. Or was it something else?
0: Well, I mean, the Uh, it was like a hair piece. Like if you look at Norma Shearer and actor actresses in the 30s and 40s. And the reason why there was quite fluffy in the front and quite flat in the back is because they always wore a hat. So basically their hat would fit. And of course, the fluffy bit in the front would have fit around the hat. That's the reason why, but Endora's oh, is yeah. never wearing a hat, so you're kind of going, okay. Sort of thing. I
1: love her blue eye shadow. And there's definitely
2: does. there's no hat. Yeah, there's no there's no hat on Endora. Like no hat that could fit back there on the very back of her head because well, where they used to it is. It. on the top or in yet. any kind of
0: placement where you'd find one. So yeah, I know he fits on like the crown of the head, the 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 back of the head, sort of thing, like a like a Jewish um what' call it skull cap. Just kind of fit like that, but um. But yeah, and I, but I, I, felt, I did. I did find it quite funny that no, it's not in this episode. Next episode, so I'll mention it for the next episode. But um, what she says about evolution was quite funny. But
1: Darwin, Darwinism, or whatever.
0: Darwinism. When they when they basically sit there, she goes, she goes, she goes. You know, Darwinism. or oh, oh, yeah. apes, apes are derived from men, and Dora goes, "What? Well, wait, wait till they find out it's actually the other way around." <laughs> <laughs> she um, has the
2: best lines she's all she always has the best lines
0: Mm. i I mean i think i think this is a cute episode i think it was i mean i thought it was okay it was enjoyable um you know yeah it was quite fun i mean we got to see darren um you know getting upset well not but but you know not I mean, his, his, him getting upset had more to do with his um, ego and the simple fact that, oh, you don't find me attractive enough. Well, so, I don't so, think so, I'd so.
1: like it if somebody was doing that to me and trying. they have supernatural yeah. powers and giving me a mustache and making my hair funky. And that's kind of invasive. And I think most people, don't you think? It's, it's kind of like, and it's invasive.
2: Well, yeah. So he was about- actually less shocked about that aspect than he simply was about, her changing his looks because he didn't feel so i thought that was interesting that that was if you're changing my physical appearance and that just it's i don't know weird
0: i also think this is the first time we get darren twigging about samantha changing her form to make him feel better we got that in this episode as well i don't think we've seen that before
1: elaborate on that
0: which means basically, Lacey is behind the curve. Normally, Samantha will do something, and he's totally unaware of what Samantha's up to or anything like this. This time, he knows what she's up to. When when Michelle shows up, he knows that Samantha. So I thought and, it took know, a plays, while
1: to figure it out was her. I didn't know he knew right off the bat.
0: I think I think he knew right off the bat because thing is, is like you know, I think he twigged right yeah, away. I, I thought
2: he found out. I thought, I thought he found out when he heard the secretary say say la vie and then all of a sudden he's like oh wait was that her last night and is this her again because how would this secretary uh, yeah. know about that unless she was both he's that lady start... then and the lady now he kisses the secretary but, but I think that I think was the he moment when about he realized and that was trying he to he
0: prove a point. yeah he talked about samantha being michelle um, but, but and because of that, he thought that the new secretary who's showing up was Samantha again, yeah, someone else.
1: Yeah. So. And he grabs a secretary and kisses her. It's just like, you know, oh, my God, you know, I'm surprised he didn't get slapped across the face.
0: <laughs> hey,
2: she- I, was, I was waiting for that.
0: A toy. <laughs> <laughs> so, that would be a cool t-shirt, I mean, like
2: a vintage 1950s design. A secretary is not a toy. With, like, a man slapping
0: the rear end of a secretary or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah,
1: true story.
0: Well, it's back in the day. So, it
1: is back in the day. <laughs> Women weren't expected to, even when I was in high school, I graduated in 83. Yes, guys, I'm that old. Keith's always telling everybody. But when I got, I remember they used to always try to divert us to home economics and things like that. And I wanted to take leather shop and all this other oh. crap, you know? And and it's just like they always tried to main into typing classes, into shorthand classes. I hated all that shit. You know, but that's what they used to try to do up until the eighties and didn't happen like I was in college. I started noticing that things were trying to open up a little bit for us, but it was kind of it was kind of, you know, shoe pegging you back then. Nerves well, they kept up.
0: trying to push me into like wood wood shop and things like that. Wood and, and, the, and the worst thing about it is like i am like i have like no artistic bone whatsoever i mean you know as far as as <laughs> as far as brains and writing things and stuff like this i'm fine with technical things i'm fine with as far as like anything that has to do with any kind of artistic flair whatsoever totally lost on I me mean, i just can't do it i'm just not that way inclined
1: no i could take
0: i could take a car apart and put the car back together though so i'll give myself credit for that but anything else is like
1: I can do some things, but I ain't that good. I could never put a car back together. I can honestly tell you that.
0: Well, I don't know if I could put one today back together, but back in the day before they were electronic, I could, so. Well, that brings us to episode 34, Remember the Main. Samantha volunteers to work on the election campaign of Ed Wright, which is played by Edward Mallory, who is running for Morning Glory Circle Counselor against longtime incumbent John C. Kavanaugh, played by Byron Merrow. Wright wants to expose Kavanaugh's immoral and illegal dealings and past capital works projects. When it help, this is what happens. So, Jesse, what do you think of this episode? I thought it was... I thought it was
2: a cool little expansion. Cause again, I do like when they continue to build the world outside of their home right. morning glory circle and Samantha gets involved. And I think that's kind of interesting. I didn't necessarily think it was the best of these kinds of episodes, but it was still a cool episode to see her get involved. And, in. um, and then, <laughs> and Dora's Mrs. Waters, like, because she did the whole, um, she, she, Made the whole what? Well, what was that called again? She made that See, thing flood the, in- the,
1: the, the pipe No, the pipe gave way. Wasn't the whole thing about the the, uh, the the guy was embezzling funds or whatever instead of putting it in the water project? Yeah, and I think she yeah
2: whatever that broke the water main was.
1: or something.
2: Didn't she break the yeah. water oh, yeah yeah? That's what it was. That's what it was. It was the water main. That's why the episode is called um is called that. Um so that's what it was I guess. Um but I thought that was hysterical. I mean, Endora is always funny. I was glad to see her in these string of episodes too because I you know, I feel like she was kind of absent in the last one. Uh so that's always fun. I do like to see her and Samantha partner on things too. It's so much fun to see them get into mischief or you know, even if Endora is working on something that she totally doesn't agree with, but because she cares about Samantha, she just does it. Even like she doesn't and that Wait, that's the next episode. <laughs> I won't get into that one, but uh, yeah, because she it was similar in the next episode to this one where they like partner on some things. So I thought that was cool. I like to see that. Um, and Endor like is always funny up. too. Yeah. But it was funny how Darren comes home. It's it's fun to see Darren come home and like wonder what the totally heck's going on. It, he sees a whole house full of sudden. people wondering if, yeah, what probably wondering if it's like a bunch of witches or you know <laughs> just. Politics, well he's got, he a, whole, he's got what a whole he's got a whole Trump rally in his
1: freaking living room when he comes home, you know? It's like what's going on?
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the joke. I, I love this joke where um the, Samantha gives the reason why they couldn't have it at one of the neighbor's house, like one of the women's houses. And she's like, oh, because her husband is coming home tired from work yeah. and there's not a bunch of people in his house. He and then like Darren gives a look like, like, yeah, well, you didn't think that was me?
0: <laughs> I mean, I have to say it. I also like Abner. Abner Kravitz is like, he's going to these rallies, but he's always like, he's wearing like earplugs, <laughs> not listening. He's just sitting there. He's probably
2: there. listening to a game is what or I has thought. has like a football game in his ear. I, I thought yeah. so too. Like I thought, it but I, I think that was the last, like one of the last few episodes where they did that. But I think this time it was just earphones, like noise he cancelling headphones. So or something. anything. He's just yeah. not listening to nothing. I thought it was funny. But Ed let me Ed say, earmuffs. Yeah, yeah earmuffs, earmuffs I don't I've never worn earmuffs that totally cancel yeah. out noise like you can still hear stuff so I, I don't know how that would have worked oh, I I've got thought they were just like special head NASCAR. headphones.
1: and even those things you can still hear out the side you know and they block most of exactly
2: the- but it, it just yeah it, it blocks most of the the damaging to your ear you know your ear canal kind of sound so but you can still hear stuff it just so i don't know what that was about because he, he was totally well, deaf to gladys but i think he was just
0: ignoring her <laughs> well the whole the whole earmuff thing seems a big thing from the television and cartoons and everything like that because when they it's always like they always put like ear put these earmuffs on so you can't hear anything you're like right what are you talking about so they and they do it like in old movies and stuff like yeah. that so i don't know i mean it's this there seems to be some kind of device that they always kind of use for like Cheap comedy, I guess, but but uh, when you but when you start thinking about it and try and put in you know putting realistic senses, like well, no, not really. I mean, uh, I guess it's best that you can put You, the you know, on people are going to show do that. T- tuning tuning her out.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, people are going to test things like that out to be funny in in situations, and then when it when you do it and it doesn't work, it's like wait, that's not that funny because it doesn't actually work that way. Um, mm. Even like when someone takes their hands and puts them over your ears, like you can still hear most. Of everything, it just cancels out, like, I I guess the major sound, but you can still hear like the minor aspects around your like echoes or something. Yeah, I
1: thought it was funny that Andorra tells the reporter her last name is Waters because her real name is something that he could never truly ever pronounce, apparently.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true.
1: They're talking about Ed Wright and you know, and him having the debate, and then she brings up that she was at the Lincoln Douglas debate in 1860.
2: <laughs>
1: but um and and she tells uh well, what was it, her last name, oh she her real last name was something Darren couldn't pronounce, and presumably no other mortal and she tells him, and uh what what is that oh, yeah, the local paper in this is called the Gazette, and the title um uh is supposed to be for the eighteen ninety eight battle- cry, remember the Maine. And um, Ed Wright's campaign slogan is, I like Ed. And if anybody remembers, and this is even before my time, Eisenhower's slogan back in the day was, I like Ike. So they were borrowing from all kinds of politics. I guess as far as this one goes, it was funny. But when I saw that it was about politics, it's like, oh, damn, because aren't we just sick of politics? And it's probably detracting from a really great episode. We're just all worn out on politics.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little
1: bit. You don't even. I know had to sit there and on. say
0: that it had a 1950s look <laughs> about it, as far as the politics and everything are concerned.
1: What's that?
0: So I said, um, I found it really 1950s strange because I had a 1950s feel about it, about the way the politics kind were, like did. the women in their oh. and the little sash across here, and the way that they were dressed. Or and, they had
1: the, the hat to say, "I'm a right
2: girl."
0: Yeah. It I mean, mean it been yeah, fun.
2: it's true. I mean.
0: I wouldn't have liked seeing Sam in a cheerleader outfit because apparently they had cheerleaders for, you know.
1: Well, she was a very beautiful woman. I'm pretty sure everybody'd like to see, you know, Maureen mm-hmm. in a cheerleader outfit. Well
2: mm-hmm. you you just you just have to do the research and look it up on Google. You'll find it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a cute little episode though.
0: Yeah, it was cute. It was kind I of like, like it,
1: Dora a, mm-hmm. you know. And Dora's really a cool customer, though, when you think about it. She just, she's just so much better at being a witch than everybody else. Don't you think? She's just got it down. Everybody else makes mistakes, and she rarely ever does. Everything is totally premeditated with that woman.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she holds
2: and back. She always- and I, I like that self-restraint. I think it's really, it makes her
0: really interesting. I would hate for her to lose your lose her temper though with you.
1: No shit. You know that.
0: Oh yeah. If she if she loses her temper with <laughs> you, you know it's the point of no return. It's like you're never you're never gonna recover from that. Whatever she decides. No, to do, do. no, whatever it
1: is. That's why. Yeah, when he starts insulting her, and well, when Dick Sargent gets in there, he start he's really insults her later on. You know, it wasn't Dick York so much, but Dick Sargent used to all the time. He was oh, always pushing tough. it in the later episodes.
0: But um, but yeah, I mean it's. You know, there, there are a lot of cute little things in here, like when they break into the office, and you know, and and they're looking for the files and Kavanaugh. So that's quite cute. And yeah, you know, and but it, I mean, this does Harper. This episode does feel like an episode that we saw previously, where Samantha and Dora get together and tried to solve something that's going on in the community.
1: Well, I so, like when they get together, mother-daughter yeah. team. You know.
0: Yeah. We get a lot of
2: that with these these strings of episodes, so it's kind of nice. It's like being spoiled a little bit.
0: (laughs) Well, we get spoiled even more in episode 35, Eat at Mario's. Samantha and Dora believe the food they eat at Mario's by Vito Scalati, a small independent Italian restaurant, is the best Italian food they've ever eaten. Samantha believes all Mario needs is a little advertising, so Samantha, using witchcraft, decides to provide some advertising for Mario's. The problem is that Darren's new client, Linton H. Baldwin, played by Alan Hewitt, is the owner of a pizza chain looking to expand its market. He pulls his account from Darren's firm to go with Samantha's supposed agency. Samantha has to figure out a way to help Mario, yet save Darren's career by Baldwin keeping his account at McMaine & Tate. So, Vix, what are your thoughts on this one? (laughs)
1: Perfect pizza. (laughs) Is there such a thing as the perfect pizza? I thought it was kind of funny because she was trying to explain to him about his accounts. And when he gets home, he's kind of selfish. She never really asks about her day. Darren does. And she's trying to explain. She's gone and had this great lunch at Mario's and she'd really like to help this guy. Do you have any ideas? You know, what could possibly help him? Because he's just not making enough money or he's struggling and, and he's really worthy. And then he just keeps talking about his problems. He always does it, which I know people, come, God knows we all probably hear when somebody comes home from work, what a bad day or what kind of stressful day they've had. I know I do. And it's just like, well, I guess nothing really exciting happens in my day. So Scott doesn't care. <laughs> but, no, I'm kidding. But I thought that... uh the, I, the actor i cannot what's his name again he played a gilligan's island he's the italian guy oh god what's his name that's gonna make me nuts has anybody got the actor's name
0: Oh, uh, Mar- uh, the one he played mario yeah Vito scalati
1: oh my god i love him because he's he's always showing up as like a, a character prop in, in a lot of other different shows at this time but they kind of endanger um uh darren's job because the perfect pizza guy doesn't you know the the restaurant mario does not want pizza on his menu he's trying to exclude himself and have real italian food and this guy's got a pizza chain i don't know if it was was it pizza pop of the oven or was it pizza chain like cc i think it's i think it's
0: like a domino's kind of a pizza like a domino's
1: place. kind of thing yeah but they take out that big well they didn't take it out they they twinkled it into the page, eat at Mario's, you know, that's all it says is eat at Mario's, and then they get the skywriter. What else did they do? They had something else.
0: Well, that, the the Mario one was just the newspaper, but um when Samantha steps in, then all the other stuff was sort of the perfect pizza to help.
1: Right. But know, but and no, then they put the perfect then they put the the eat at Mario's in there because they took an extra page by witchcraft and did it and he was trying to explain to her the economics of not doing that. So she yeah. was kind of cheating which is uh, he's always such a god darren can be such a wet blanket on things can't he somehow? well i think that
0: has more to do with the simple fact that you know she she aced him didn't she so yeah it, it's, it's like really got darren's yeah. Bruce ego again. but if you've
1: ever noticed through all these episodes and stuff yeah that he always comes up with these great ideas he always does and saves the day mm. so the woman is standing he fine. never
2: appreciates her effort though like he even if he doesn't like the outcome, he never appreciates her effort or the fact that she even cares. Because not everybody would care about, you know, things like their like his job. Like, his job's not super interesting. And she goes out of her way to be interested, even though it's not interesting. Maybe she genuinely finds it interesting, too. I mean, I don't know. She seems to find many things interesting that don't make sense to me. Like, the fact that Darren... She likes the slick back look and the mustache that we talked about earlier. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really I understand. That must have came from one of, kind of her other centuries. A little bit after that.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, she did, possible, maybe she did. Maybe she did. She might have dated Hitler in a previous, um, before she met Darren. You don't know. Well, she's that old. <laughs> True. <laughs> she, she might have been Ava Brown.
2: But, you know, I thought, I thought it was clever how they did this because, in helping the perfect pizza guy after helping mario it doesn't detract from mario because he doesn't have pizza so they're advertising to pizza lovers and then advertising to people who like italian food not necessarily pizza so they both get like helpful advertisements and obviously like when you watch it doesn't detract from mario's to help the perfect pizza guy and I thought that was kind of clever. And it was so fun to see how they just go over the top with the advertisement, with the talking dog, the kids, which that was funny. I don't oh, know yeah. why I that's that right. Funny the, the, the kids. Saying, about- like both saying the same exact lines. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's just kind of like looking like he's in some kind of magical, like world full of bubbles and dandelion dust. And he's just like, I like this. I really like just the fact that there's so much of my own advertisements being streamed around I me mean, it's like this perfect like i don't know it's like a dream world to him or something he's really getting into the whole thing that it makes him come crawling back to mcmahon and tate and uh just like that no questions asked uh, and the thing is you'd think in real life if this was to happen they would somehow have to they would have to recreate that somehow in order to take credit for it like how how did they get away with it they'd have to you know, continue that? Does he just continue to ask Samantha for help with that or like what? I don't understand.
0: <laughs> a one day so it's like only. An
2: orga- yeah. It's like a huge mass organized advertising.
0: Uh, for one day only.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I-
0: so that would be kind of confusing. I have to say though, I did like, we did get a lot of Andorra and we got Andorra's actually, we got a different side of Andorra. We got Andorra actually caring about something beyond her which world so she's caring about the community with mario and wants to take care of mario and sort mario out And at the same time when mm-hmm. um darren you know darren's gonna lose the account um samantha has, doesn't beg and for help this time and dora just she decides to help david or darren out uh, in this situation so she's like okay well fine <laughs> we'll do this well, 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 okay that's fine that's that's we can sort out both these people at the same time and it was Endora's idea to sort out to help Darren out at the same time helping Mario out. And I thought that was quite interesting to do that because we normally it's Samantha oh, mom, can you da-da-da-da-da or whatever, but this time we didn't get that. It was Amdor actually offering to help in this instance, which I thought was, that was Oh, exactly. Nice this story as well. Even
2: even with Darren, like I could see, because they both enjoyed Mario's pizza and she, you know, mentioned that for mortal and mortal food and it was the best food this century, that she really liked that Italian food. Um, and obviously wanted to help him. But the fact that she also wanted to help, like, Darren and sided with him and McMahon and Tate was like, what? This is a first. You have no reason for it aside from, like, just supporting Samantha and the fact that you're trying to make her happy as, you know, her mother. But otherwise, it's like she has no real reason because she's never had a reason to like Darren or dislike him, really. I guess she doesn't really have a reason to side her her. People just mortal. breathe. But then just that was like interesting, them. too, the fact that she helped. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think I think
0: Endora, I think Endora, I think Endora likes Darren not for, for but for the simple fact that he makes his wife or her daughter happy. So Even though
1: she doesn't like him, I guess she, too. She
0: doesn't, she doesn't like the situation, but I think she's appreciative that Darren makes Samantha happy. But but I also think with Endora that there is a. Childlike side of her, where she just likes to like shake things up a little bit, and just step back and see how it works, see what happens here. Yeah,
1: There's... that happens in one of these episodes, pretty much.
0: Because I mean, and plus, andor yeah. doesn't like television, so this is her television messing around with Darren, isn't it?
1: So, <laughs> well, can you imagine back then? People didn't watch. You no, know, if they like were we new, they just don't.
0: Well, Andora goes. Oh, what are you doing? Turn TV on at ten o'clock?
2: Yeah, can you imagine? Oh my God, we're bad. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, an interesting, I think an interesting episode, like, if you were to redo this series and get, like, really, like, witchy with it, it would be interesting because, you know, Bewitched sets up their witches to be immortal and to be born that way. It would be interesting if they were to, like, like, what if Endora was to, like, tempt Darian to becoming a witch? Because the whole reason she doesn't like him is because he's mortal, you know? Well, Samantha yeah, did. Wait, Samantha they, did once I don't gave they Darren Powers,
0: and it went to his head, didn't it? Yeah, um, whatever that we've done this.
2: Yeah, this, that uh, that's a little different. But like, what if what if it was Endora that tried to pressure Darren into like becoming one of them, so that way she could like him for being that and for also being married to Samantha. It's like they don't address like the other kind of witch in the show at all. It's just the immortal kind of more whimsical idea of what a witch is which i like that but it would be interesting if they did that it would be such an interesting episode to see that
0: well like the next episode trying to lure darren into their world like that well the next episode we find out that um a little bit more about the immortals right and that basically that's what you're born into you can't become that this is what you're born into episode 36 called Cousin Edgar Um, Darren suspects Endora of using magic to break up his marriage and ruin his reputation at work again it is actually Samantha's distant cousin Edgar an elf who has the power to become invisible Edgar feels their marriage isn't the right thing for Samantha so he goes on a campaign to make Darren's life a living hell including embarrassing Darren in front of a potential client Samantha convinces Cousin Edgar that Darren is the best thing that has ever happened to her. And this is where we get um, to continue on from what you're saying. This is where we get Samantha basically saying that Darren can't help the way that the way that he's born and what he's born into the same way. I can't help the way that I'm born and what I'm born into, because there's no way that either one of us can change. And Samantha says that in this episode. So obviously, you can't make someone immortal, and you can't make an immortal immortal. You're born this way, and this is the way things are. There's no way to change this.
1: Well, couldn't you so enchant thought, somebody? Like, they did do that to Darren before. They did give him power. So they, I mean, yeah,
0: they, get, they give him power, but how, But the thing, the question basically is, is that what we've learned in this first season is that if they pop something into existence in the house, like the, the lights, we found out that those lights actually disappear from London to here and then they pop them back and as far as the power so we're how long do the powers last are they a long time they last a week they last an hour they last a day so we're not quite sure if i if i'm you know an immortal witch and i give you the power to be a witch we have the powers of a witch how long does that power last for is it indefinite so we're not quite sure about those yet about those kind of things but we do find out that if something is zapped to you it actually comes It's they're not making it out of thin air it's actually being zapped from somewhere else
1: yeah but um edgar he who did he play he was in Laughing. what's his he was name? in
0: laughing yet yeah. rt Dotson.
1: yeah yeah he already jo- yeah i remember him now he he always played like the little german guy in hogan's heroes too and stuff he popped up like like uh, character but it was kind of funny Samantha was talking to cousin Edgar and she goes boy you were my biggest you know bodyguard back in the day and you always were there when I was in trouble and she goes come to think of it you only show up when I'm in trouble so you already know though here we go you can almost guess what's going to happen he's going to disapprove of Darren and her relationship because I guess he thinks she's too good for him or he doesn't want her married to a mortal and Dora said I believe
0: well I mean there's a I have to question this family line. When does a family line include an elf?
1: <laughs> that's true. I mean, I guess it was like- No,
0: that's what I was thinking too. I was
2: going to mention it if you did it.
1: Someone had an elf in the wood. it's the cousin. Somewhere. It's
2: not like- Yeah, it, w- it would have made more sense if it was like a friend of Samantha's from like childhood. Like that would make more sense. But when you include an elf in a family line of witches, how does it make sense? Because they've never shown anything else for Samantha- Um, as far as family goes, being anything other than witches until now. And I feel like I feel like Edgar Arthur. Uncle Arthur. Arthur. That would make sense. That would kind of make sense. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Edgar's kind of a precursor to like an Uncle Arthur type. I felt like they were trying to introduce more before I don't know, they introduced him later on or something. I don't know. I think they were just
0: experimenting a little bit but it doesn't make sense but is Edgar like Aunt Aunt Clara's son or is it I could see that like she's supposed to be the character
1: but he's the ears and everything and the thing is it's like well you don't know it's a magical family who's been around for eons millennia whatever apparently so why not I mean I mean they probably marry other magical beings they're just supposed to marry you know he might have just been that cousin in the wood pile you know somebody married a barrier and that elf and this is what happens
2: if someone did that that would make sense in that case but i guess the reason why it might not is because they i I assume that they're really strict about their bloodline you know they make a big deal about samantha ring immortal and you know their witchy bloodline so i don't know if they're another magical being i wonder how strict they are on that uh if you were to
0: get technical or maybe, um, maybe because Edgar, Uncle Edgar is quite small in stature, that maybe that you're born a witch, but if you're a midget, you're an elf.
2: Possibly, oh, but he wasn't sorry. that
1: short. <laughs> what? I, that
0: short.
2: I found it kind of weird. I find it kind of weird that he acted like a little child. I mean, he kind of looks like that too, but he's obviously older. It kind of, it made me like tilt my head a little bit and question it because it was a little weird for me. I don't, I couldn't quite make heads or tails of it. I didn't really like the character. They didn't really expand or elaborate on him very much throughout the course of the episode either. He, he just kind of came in a couple times, didn't say anything, didn't have any dialogue. And you were just supposed to assume that he was messing with Darren because they said that, but you don't really see him understand his motives because the motives are only explained and assumed by Samantha and, and Dora. And that's kind of it. He's kind of like an invisible character the rest of the time. So it's like, I don't know. I found it to be like a dead of the, ep- like the most uh, of this line, it's the dead episode um, just because I, it felt kind of out of left field for me. And it didn't really feel canon to the rest of like the witchy world that Samantha lives. And it just feels very outside
0: of everything. So kind of, I had a kind hard of, I mean, time like the Christmas episode. episode like the kind Christmas of episode. Yeah, you know, where it's like oh, let's you know, I mean, I can understand that this if it was a leprechaun it was St. Patrick's Day or something, but and another thing is like we've already seen elves in this show anyway cuz when when they go to the North Pole, an elf opens the door, doesn't it, to them and the elf was like a child thing. i like, well, not a child thing, but a child playing it, elf. Here Here's kind of like we got like a, <laughs> yeah. We kind of got like an adult playing an elf who not, didn't look like the elves that were in North Pole. So you're kind of thinking, hey, what's going on? Yeah. There? So it's a bit, well, it's a bit I bizarre. Mean, a, know, we all have yeah.
1: relatives, though, sometimes. Don't you say this is my cousin or this is kind of like my sister, you know, because they're just relevant to your life. You mean it could be something like that. But I mean, yes, this is yeah. Hollywood kind of stuff. So you're not supposed to question it, Jesse.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I kind of question it. I was a like, how, do, how do you get how do you get an elf in your family tree? I thought I, I thought of it. Unless, unless you're making cookies like Keebler elves,
2: <laughs> like Keebler elves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they never explain it though. I think that's the thing is that when you don't explain something that's totally out of left field, it just remains out of left field. And that's the thing with this character is that he literally just appears and then disappears the same way. And you don't really get any background uh, aside from what Samantha mentions. And that that's body, also yeah. very brief. Yeah. So, and it's he never like, comes back. He never he, comes back.
0: No. And it's a bit like um, trying to explain what Snap, Crackle, and Pop is on Royce Krispies. What are they? Are they elves or yeah. what are they? No one knows. So it's kind of, kind of like, okay. Like, <laughs> I think
2: he elves. comes from
0: Willy Wonka's Factory. <laughs> uh, Snap crackle. But Yeah. I mean, the thing. I mean, it's a kind of a cute episode, but I have to sit there and say, for a season closer, it...
1: Well, it does yeah. have the oomph at the end for the season closer. She tells Darren that she's going to have a baby, and you can tell. I this is why it, t- it took me why did dig up a little research on that one because mm-hmm. the scene in the dialogue when Samantha and or when Samantha and Dora disappear, uh, that was there, some of that was stock footage that they had from which or, um, or wife, because she was obviously pregnant. And it looked like, you know, I, I was looking and I just never noticed when I was a young girl watching these, that she was getting really thick around the middle and they had her in all these beautiful, you know, like the the big green outfit she was supposed to go in, out in, in the other episode. But um, she was always covered and being shown from behind. And it took me a while to figure that out. But she, you know, but like when she did the last episode, this gives you any idea how much time's going uh by. It was the Italian episode where she was already three months pregnant and I didn't know that. So did a little digging, a little trivia there, people.
0: Yeah. I mean it's I mean it was an interesting episode. It was cute. And uh, you know, and then when he's and then he helps um Darren out by making the other guy look like an idiot. So um
1: Yeah, there's that.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it is what it is sort of thing. It's just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I was like, I guess. Random. We're so used to like big season finales to a, to a season or some some big episode to finish the season off. Right. I guess that's probably, you know, I'm getting used to that and like kind of watching this, you kind of like it just, this felt like you're like in the middle of a season. Felt like a middle it of a kind season. It episode. does give
1: you that sensation. I, I agree. It wasn't like a big. It was video. like a
2: filler episode. It felt like a filler Mm-hmm.
1: kind of yeah what how long was the season's going between was it like for like it is now like from february ne- march april to september october or was they do I seven? think I
0: think they ran through the summer because at the end of the day they I mean these episodes this is 36 episodes per season so that means 36 right. weeks
1: okay i was wondering cuz i, was, ta- I we're, was trying to we now they, they, do, now many
0: they many. do now they only do 20 21 22 episodes per season. right yeah, yeah 24 24 at a push
1: but yeah, the so, biggest Netflix is twenty four, twenty
0: two, and, and that's normally what September to May, isn't it? And then reruns yeah. start. This means that this probably ran until July, and then uh, six weeks off, and then back again in September for the next. That season. would
1: explain the time. Yeah, okay.
0: And another thing I realized is that when they were filming these, the days that they filmed this, like this was filmed April eighth. This episode, the previous episode was April first. Yeah, and then the remember the main was February first, right. and then change of face was um, filmed on March twenty fifth. So it's like
1: yeah, so they
0: weren't even, so what, when they were showing them, they weren't even showing them in chronological order. They're no. just, they just filming them, and then I don't know, close their eyes and let them go. I don't know. <laughs> they, just to be to well, they had either. to write it. <laughs> it felt like
1: that. I think they just had to write in the pregnancy.
0: Yeah, I think I you know. Well, I mean, they do write that in season two is going to be a big part of it is going to be right. the, the pregnancy and the baby and stuff that's coming. So which will be into next month. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it is OK. Yeah, I, mean, I it's, think it's cute. I think season two and season
2: three do get really good.
1: Do you know that Bewitched um, uh, received no Emmy nominations or awards for their first season because Rod Serling's um, redesign of the awards? In the system, which was uh, dropped the following year, and they—they're they're apparently um, their ratings—they rated number two for the 1964-1965 season, but they were bested only by Gunsmoke that came in number one. I would have definitely not watched. Well, I like Gunsmoke, but I would definitely watch Bewitched before I'd watch Gunsmoke.
0: Yeah, but Gunsmoke was number one all the way through. It was like one of the longest running TV shows and it was like the the number one for like I remember like through all my childhood. I did I wasn't a gunsmoke fan. I'm not a Western fan anyway. I didn't know Rod
1: Serling ones. redesigned I, the awards though.
0: Well, he's coming off the back of um Twilight Zone, isn't he? So kind of wondering if they Yeah, I know, didn't I didn't realize that either, but picture an award like no other. <laughs> 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 he now entered the, the uh, I could hear him <laughs> I could I could hear him. You, you now enter the end of the
2: Yeah, I, I love Twilight <laughs> Zone. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of the episode with um, Elizabeth Montgomery. Wasn't Dick York also in a Twilight Zone episode? I mean, I feel like he had to be, just because that was... I think she done,
0: Yeah, I think she's done um, Twilight Zone. I think Dick, Dick York did as well. Yeah, yeah, did she was in this one that Zone.
2: was... She was in a kind of Adam and Eve-themed one, but it was like post-Vietnam War or something, and some kind of war that they were after and there was one man and one woman alive and they were both silent I don't think there was any dialogue in the film but it was so it was such a fascinating episode and she Um, I mean she doesn't have to say anything to convey like emotion or anything like she's a really good actress and I can't imagine a different actress playing Samantha just because of that she's like the emotional support of of each episode I think
0: (music) Well, I guess that will bring us to who's your favorite character and your least favorite character of these four episodes? Starting with Jesse. That's easy.
2: Edgar and the Edgar episode. I do not like that character. I thought it kind of <laughs> made no sense. And he just, he was kind of creepy because he seemed like, he was acting like a little child, but he was clearly a grown adult man. And even if he an wasn't elf. elf, like why act like that? he's Yeah, but it, elves don't do that yeah but like little ones that like the brownies that live in tiny little mouse holes would do that but he's clearly not that kind of elf he doesn't <laughs> live in the brick and mortar okay. of a person's ho- home no he doesn't live in the he doesn't live in like the brick and mortar of a person's home and like take supplies and then uh, you know expect the people not to you know come back to him I, I don't know whatever but it, I just didn't like him <laughs> he It was the least interesting episode to me and it just didn't match the tone of the rest of the episodes of of this block that we watched. So, I I don't know. I didn't really like it and I didn't like him.
0: What about your favorite character?
2: mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just going to say Andora because it was nice to see her again after a long time of her not really being in the string of episodes that we've been watching, so it was nice to see her um, interact with Samantha and kind of be more friendly to Darren. Cause you know, at some point the whole war between Darren and Endora gets a little old because it's like, you can only take it so far. It's like, at some point you got to mellow it out because they're not going to be at war forever unless something happens. Um, unless Darren does something to piss her off or vice versa. <laughs> so I did like that. So I, I do appreciate Andorra. Um, showing a different
0: side of herself, too. So she's probably my favorite um, character. And what about yourself, Fix? Who's your favorite and least favorite character? Uh,
1: I'd have to say in this one, my favorite episode was probably when they character,
0: were- Character, not episode. Huh? Character, not episode. Oh,
1: character. I thought we were talking episode. Oh, okay. Um, I'd have to say my favorite character is probably going to have to be I would say Darren in this instance, just because they mess with him a lot more in these episodes than they normally do. And I mean, when, when he gets replaced by uh Sergeant, I, I always thought that Dick York always had a better fit for some reason than, than, you know, than uh Sergeant for some reason, because he, he just seems like, well, his hair always comes out of place and everything you know, and whatnot. Um And I kind of like how in the end, he, he, you know, he's really excited. He finds out that Samantha, you know, at the end of these episodes, that Samantha's going to have a baby. And, you know, and it really kind of humanizes him more because it's like, oh, wow, a baby. Because, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're supposedly on their first year anniversary. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? They've been married a year. So I guess it's time Mm -hmm. to include a child, you know, in the the show probably and add whatever drama comes with a little witch or warlock. But I thought that I I really liked him in that. And I'd Mm -hmm. have to say my least favorite character with the two politicians, because I'm so burnt out on politics. This just happened to come across (laughs) during a really messed up political few years. But I mean, it just goes right back to it. You know, somebody's lying and somebody's supposedly telling the truth. And it's the same thing. It never changes from decade to decade to decade. You know, whether it was the Lincoln-Douglas debate or the Ed it's Wright true. debate. It's oh,
2: true. It's so true.
1: It's all the same. You're always going to have crooks and everything else. And it just reminds me of the, you know, the shit show that goes on. <laughs> and I guess that's why it wasn't my favorite episode. Because it really, I, I, I guess it's just like, God, enough of politics. <laughs> mm-hmm. don't put politics in my favorite shows
0: mm-hmm. um, my favorite uh, um, um, character I had to sit there and say I'm, I'm going to go for Andorra on this time around um, because she always uh, these right. are probably the four most mundane episodes that we've seen in any of the blocks. That right, we've covered. I agree. Uh, and I think that she kind of lifted them up, and without her, they could have been they could have been really dire. So she, has I to agree kind of with say that. These, she saved these episodes.
1: She did bring the class and the comedy. It's true. And,
0: yeah, yeah. And as far as Definitely. least favorite, yeah. it has to be Linton H Baldwin from Ed Mario's this is the perfect pizza. I, I mean, I mean. You know, abrasive. if you're gonna have someone who's well, he's abrasive, he's he's ugly, he's got the weirdest looking face. He, he looks like a you know, forceps birth baby, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 yeah, has a weird shaped oh, head, <laughs> and I just couldn't get over him, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, there's just nothing really likable, he, he's just very cardboardy, and you know, and it, you know, it, yeah, it's almost like. It wasn't well developed. It's just kind of like he's there, and there's, you know, it's about this perfect pizza, and, he, and then and then he kind of gets, you know, and then he becomes happy at the end. You're like, why is his why is this asshole be giving happiness at the end of an episode because he's a whole person?
1: Because he, he is a jerk. He
2: really is. Yeah.
0: and he kind of he needs to come. He should have been hit by a car at the end of the episode
2: easily, easily or something,
0: you know. But yeah, you know, it was he, just
2: to save face for
0: Darren yeah so you know he 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 wins a bit you know basically and you know i guess the lesson learned that if you're an asshole you'll get everything you want and, and then no Winky don't wheel gets it. the
1: grease always
0: yeah it kind of felt it kind of felt that way a little bit but so now we didn't cut to our favorite episode and our least favorite episode and we'll start with you vix what's your favorite episode what's your so least ahead favorite of myself episode?
1: now my least favorite episode. Well, you know, it goes with the politicians probably Um, because I just, like I said, it was, it was a cute episode. You know, I'm sure that, well, back, I don't know if things were much any more tamer. I guess we didn't have social media back then when we were electing city council to president, you know? So things were probably a little more tamer. So I probably shouldn't uh, judging from the situation and the the time and era in which it was filmed. But um, the, 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 Not the guy that played uh, Ed Wright, but uh, the other guy was very abrasive, I thought. And he just, you know, I just found him, you know, everybody knows he's a bad guy, but you just got to be able to prove he's a bad guy kind of thing. And I just thought, it, just like I said, I'm kind of beat on politics. And that's the only reason I really didn't enjoy this one. And it would be a second coming up with Mario, actually, with the abrasive, you know, guy that wants his... uh, his ad campaign to be about his perfect pizza because there is no such thing. as the perfect pizza. I have not found it yet, but when I do, you guys will know. And my favorite episode, I would say, is when Samantha tells Darren she's pregnant. I thought that was just really sweet.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It gave you something to look forward to for us next season. So.
1: Yeah, because you know that there's going to be more antics, and not th- it's sort of like you know. You remember when Jeannie marries? Major Nelson, and and he's always dreaming about having, ba- yeah. you know, they might have kids, and the baby's going to be a little genie. You know, it just comes around with all that stuff. I mean, I, I get a kick out of this era, because comedy was so much simpler back then, and, and this is kind of endearing, because he really does look like he's all excited about having a baby, and and uh, you know, and it's gets probably gonna make things so much more worth it because Samantha has to ask herself, this poor guy is he's probably asking himself, is, is she really worth this? <laughs> I mean, all the hell they put him through, you know, is any human being or any witch worth this? But I I like the warm, fuzzy feeling at the end of that one.
0: And what about yourself, Jess?
2: Well, uh, hmm, as far as my favorite episode, actually, um,
0: <laughs> do you Let's have see. one
2: remind me uh there's a the politics one the edgar one the water main wait the water main one was the poli- politics politician one right what was the first one that we did um
1: it oh was... yeah the face one it was the french lady Remember
2: um that? yeah the rearranging of, of darren's face um yeah hmm i liked that one trying to think uh yeah edgar we know you didn't like that one. that one see i yeah i i hated that one so i'm trying to find my favorite episode it's thing. hard because i didn't really just pick the one you
1: like any one of these episodes
2: of but the, i'll go with the first one i guess I, yeah that one was was funny it was interesting um in all honesty yeah, i didn't think was, this was the strongest block during, we've seen in, in a, a long time, time.
1: Right. This hasn't, wasn't a really, no.
2: A- yeah. I think we've, I think, we, I think we agree on that. It wasn't, Yeah. I think we agree MS on MS that. It's really open. not that strong. So it's hard to pick. Yeah. No. It is a hard one. I think they get better in the next two seasons. I think they get better in the next two seasons for sure they have some of my favorite episodes on them aside from like the early first season right, so
1: right right it's not like we we're gonna be like who shot jr towards the end you know it is kind of mild-mannered <laughs> finale.
2: yeah
0: i mean as far as uh, my favorite episode i'm gonna say uh, eat at mario's even though it has the worst actor in it but i quite like andora working with Samantha, I like the little Italian guy. I kind of like. Yeah. I thought there was a bit of warmth, warmth and niceness, and I love the end of it when they go to the restaurant at the end, and it's the three of them going out to dinner together. And I thought that was quite a nice see Darren yeah, and that's Dora true. I Samantha go out to that. dinner together. So I quite like that, and I uh, and so yeah. And I thought, oh yeah, yeah, were, yeah, okay. But out of this, these four episodes, I think so far they're probably like the some of the. Weakest are just kind of like some of the most unforgettable. Yeah. Um, and my least favorite. Mean the most. Um, you mean the most forgettable? Yeah. Just there's nothing. There's nothing about them that actually made me feel warm and fuzzy. They had bits and pieces that I liked, but it's like something that kept me like, yeah, oh, I can't, pieces, wait strong, can't wait though. for the next they one. Can't wait for the next one. not the
1: strongest episode so far.
0: And you know, if you got, you know, yeah. basically, if it I said before, if it wasn't for Andorra. Um, If it wasn't for Endora, I just probably these episodes would be even more robust, and she kind of like saves it. Now, as far as my least favorite, I'm gonna go with Cousin Edgar because it's kind of like we kind of been down this road before because we did have, you know, when he thought the Siamese cat was Samantha and then falling over himself, and it just seemed like there just seemed to be a lot of ideas that they were all episodes that were done better. Yeah, and there's a lot of recycling going on here, and you and it almost makes you wonder, it's like why do they do so many episodes in the first season. Maybe if they cut it back and then they or something like this, it's almost like okay, we gotta do 34 episodes, and and, and even like when you find out what the when the filming is done and when they actually put these out, so obviously they were unsure about them because they they put them out at the end. They, these weren't the last episodes done. These are like episodes like in the middle. And we'll put these at the end because by that time people are probably celebrating Memorial day or something. And maybe not many people are going to watch it or whatever. What we'll do is uh, before we wrap up, what we'll do is talk about since this is the end of season one of Bewitched, what your final thoughts of season one are. So starting with you, Jesse. Looking at season one of Bewitched, what is your final views of season one? I think
2: for me, like this is one of my favorite seasons just because of the nostalgic factor. Um, You know, it has like a really, really strong beginning. Um, So even if it doesn't have like the strongest and it's still always going to be one of my favorite seasons. And like I said, like season one, two and three are probably my favorite seasons of Bewitched. Um, just because there's so many interesting ideas and characters that you get to see. Um, and I think in the first season they really just established like the home life, the marriage of Samantha and Darren and then how they interact with Samantha's family, Darren's, family it, it feels like they're genuinely reflecting married life like in its earliest stages because they do work a lot with issues with the marriage um issues with work um and the, these are the places in the sets that we constantly see over and over again within each episode and then Darren struggling to get along with um and Dora um Samantha having to work around Aunt Clara and then Darren's family and having to combine these two different worlds. So I, I do feel like it it's like a it's both metaphorically, but then also directly of um reflecting like new beginning married life. So I think it's kind of cool that they do that and how Samantha's witchcraft is kind of like a metaphor for the actual issues you would deal with
0: in real life, I guess, if that makes any sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what about yourself fix?
1: Well, this seems like it's a case study. The first episode is like case study for newlyweds, you know, where you meet all the new relatives and people are coming into your life and not coming into your life, but the kicker is that she's kind of a paranormal creature that has powers and her whole family, you know, sits on airplanes and, and drinks champagne outside of the airplane. So I, I think it's it's a good setup you know i mean most of the episodes in the first season i really did enjoy like you said there's there's always going to be a week or few what there was like 35 36 episodes and i liked most of them but i mean i think it's an experimental time too and they're just trying to tap the audience and see what's going to fly and what might not fly and then towards the end you you've got you know i don't know did they do sweeps back then
0: I imagine they did probably at that time for renewals, and um you know if they're gonna sign it up for a second season and so on and so forth. So, so I imagine
1: yeah. they had to cater to that, and uh, it it's it's just it's just family life with a with a few glitches here and there for the most part because I mean people don't sometimes don't like their in-laws, you know, or outlaws or whatever some people call them. But I mean, it's it's typically and Dora's kind of she's a witch, but you know, and Samantha as as well, and and then you've got Aunt Clara and them. But they are the most humane people, you know, because they do have hearts, even though they're these people that have power. So I guess they're not even humans technically, but they're very humanitarian in a lot of their efforts because she's a mom and Doris wants to see her daughter happy and let's face it no guy is ever going to be perfect enough for you know your only little girl only child kind of thing so I, I mean it's a great setup to the precursor to everything that's coming down the pike in the other episodes and a lot of these were strong but some of these were a little random. Like, you know, we had, uh, there was a couple of them that were really random. I, d- I still don't know what their purpose was, you yeah. know, but uh, they're done. They're, they're well-written. I know there's a couple different writers. You can tell when they change writers kind of, sort of, is yeah. it just me? Or do you guys notice that? But I know
2: that's, it's true. You definitely can when tell when they change writers.
1: And that kind of, that sometimes kind of te- makes me wonder what I like and what I don't like. So I'm probably going to go back cuz I forgot to look at who wrote these last few episodes because there's some there's always that one writer that I that I love the most and when they switch him off, it's mm-hmm. different and I don't know why.
0: They had this Aunt Clara episodes are all written by the same writer and I always found those the strongest for me.
1: Yes, that's what uh-huh. I'm saying exactly cuz okay. whoever writes for her is really writing like kick-ass strong for Aunt Clara because Aunt Clara's got to be like, everybody wants one, you know, after watching the show. I want an Aunt
0: Clara. Now, what I have to sit there and say about season one is that I think for a first season, I think it's very, very strong. And I think that there is a lot to like in this. I do think that, you know, when you're doing 34 episodes, I, you know, today we do 2021 20, episodes and yeah you do get it you know no matter what series you've, you're watching there's always there are always gonna be a few duds and i have to sit there and say there wasn't that many duds in this in this season the first season well, that's I true really that, that's actually a good point yeah and considering that all the actors are finding their footings with their characters and stuff like this they seem to be quite a tight knit group and uh, you know we're looking at a series that was filmed with special effects and all this other stuff. And I mean, every single episode And learning how to stand still for those long periods right. of time, while they're moving things in and out and they're all putting you know, they're all dealing with this and dealing with the, what, what the format of the show is going to be. And I think that they're all troopers and there's this, there is this love and feeling even amongst when they bring special guests and there's this family community amongst right. characters. I agree. Um, it, and so I think, I think for season one, I think it was a very, very strong season. Um, I do know that, you know, from my history of watching the show, I know that I'm not quite sure how strong this the additional season we're going to come up to, but I do know that they start getting a bit weaker. And I know in season two, as I've been writing up for season five, we are going to get some reruns in season two where they basically go recap season one episodes basically were like you know just oh, like showing episodes word. in season yeah. one so we're gonna get a couple of those so there's like okay but well, that might be because maybe Elizabeth montgomery was often having a baby maybe they're the yeah I'm that's not probably
1: sure. what it was because you really couldn't use a stand-in
0: no you know? so but i thought season one's i think it's a very strong season i think it's one of, i mm. think for a first season of any c se- of any series i think it's one of the strongest sort of thing so and i liked it so <laughs> I don't like this delay
2: it's killing me, um, but I was saying that i I think that the first season also has a kind of maturity to it, especially early on. you know it feels like way more it's just much more mature so I don't know. on but like even with the way that in the episode where um Darren has like this coworker that he brings over to like a dinner party and he's like harassing Samantha I don't know why that episode sticks out to me but that episode <laughs> was very interesting to me in, in a way for some reason just because just because of the way Samantha handled it and how it was a genuine struggle to get Darren to believe her about what happened
1: that one day she and turned it the was guy like into something a dog that he
2: struggled to believe until he saw it for himself yes the poodle and I thought like an episode where Samantha does that like ha- it had a purpose and a reason for it so it had like a very strong I like mature episode. thing going for it but then later on it's like they're kind of doing it for no reason they're you're struggling to understand why they're doing it at all uh, and it just kind of feels like uh, like i said earlier like a filler episode but i don't know i, I like how what they do what they did with the season two so i'm sorry for interrupting
1: <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> fine
0: Well, that brings us to the end of the Literature License podcast. Bewitch next month we'll be doing Bewitch season two episodes one through four, and the next episode that we'll be doing is part of our um, Man versus Nature, which is next week, which will be day after from 1983, and it's about 1983 about nuclear war, which will be a fun loving episode and probably. Hopefully, we won't be splitting our wrists after that one. And then, of course, we'll be covering Dark Shadows. And, of course, our next Some classic novels episode is Alice in Wonderland. Or is it? No, sorry, it's Little Women. So, we'll be covering Little Women for our classic novels. So, it's good night for myself and good night, Vicki. Good night, guys. Good night, Jesse. Good night, folks. And we'll be talking to you and seeing you next week with Nature versus Man episode, The Day After from 1983 and Testament from 1983. Good night.
1: I've tried and tried to capture you. What more can one mere mortal do? My love potion, boils and bubbles, poison darts, red poison, apples, cafe, cassita, non-cafella, opportunity, sick breeze, ramblin' here down, the nulacampana of St. James. Barnabas from Jonesville.